T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one... They're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Welcome back, everybody. Sports Daily here on KFH as we get ready for Brian Haney here to join us. The voice of the Kansas Jayhawks. Here we go. He is getting on the line as we speak, Tommy. Uh, You know, Kansas, is it football season or basketball season, Tommy? What do you think? Uh, I think it's actually still football season. Um, All right. Not that I don't enjoy watching Kansas basketball. Like, that's great. It's cool. It's fun. Love watching Grady Dick and, you know, Jalen Wilson doing his thing and all of that. But, man, I mean, football season is not done. Three games to go. Uh, The Jayhawks could finish with a winning record. No, you have to pick a side. You have to. Now you've officially drawn your line in the sand. You're a football guy. It's football season. I'm kidding. Nobody else has to do that. Everybody else gets to enjoy both. It's just with KU, there's been this defined line of, oh, God, thank God it's basketball <laughs> season now. And it that's, doesn't exist anymore, and that's so cool. Uh, we love seeing it. Big game for the Jayhawks this weekend coming up against Texas Tech. They are still alive in the Big 12 hunt. Uh, we'll, we'll see if we can get an update here uh, with Brian as soon as we get him on Jalen Daniels. Uh, should be a ton of fun there. Basketball. KU goes and plays North Dakota State. That'll come uh, tomorrow night at 7 o'clock. They get that one at home. Um, So busy week. Road for football, home for basketball. You know, after North Dakota State, up next then, Tommy, is Duke. That's the Duke game at that point. And that one will come Tuesday night. It comes in Indianapolis this year. Should be fantastic. Uh, No Bill Self, of course. Um, Yeah, how about that game with – how about that game with Duke and you've got Norm Roberts on one sideline and John Shire on the other sideline. We're not, we don't have Bill Self and Coach K. Uh, so that's going to be a little different uh, for that matchup, but um, should be fun to watch that high-level basketball. How excited, here's what I'm excited about that game. Because I don't, you know, these games are a lot of fun for us. I don't think they are like determining factors in how good these teams are Duke and KU early in the year, because we know they lean on young players that will get better. Um, It's, it's interesting. I'm so curious to see how Grady Dick plays against a team like that. You know what I mean? Like, okay, we saw him, we saw him look good in exhibition and we saw him look great against Omaha. What about when you get the athletes to the level of Duke out there? That's, I think going to be really cool to see. Yeah, I think so, too. And I mentioned it yesterday on the show. I was reminded a little bit in that opening game 
uh, the other night with with Kansas and Grady Dick was reminded of Quentin Grimes when he debuted with Kansas, what was that, three or four years ago, and his mm-hmm. very first game. It wasn't like they played in Omaha. Uh, their very first game was Michigan State and uh, outside of the exhibition, and Quentin Grimes had a great debut, uh, scored over 20 points. He looked really good. He looked the part as a freshman. Now he cooled off after that, ended up transferring out of Kansas. We all know he went to Houston, had a great career there. Uh, but it was it was great to see in that moment when you have a highly regarded freshman talent coming in, playing at a high level against a really good basketball team. So I'm with you. I think it's going to be really um, interesting and exciting to watch what Grady Dick can do against the level of competition like Duke. All right, Brian Haney joining us now. All right, Tommy, hit it. I'm Sports Daily, getting all the inside information on the Kansas Jayhawks. Let's go now to the voice of KU, Brian Haney. All right, there we go, Brian Haney, uh, running him down. We got football and basketball to talk about, Brian. Let's talk about football first. Um, You got the bowl game. We can all breathe a sigh of relief. Now it almost feels like new life. And this this is for me, and I'm speaking only for myself. Almost feels like new life here and an opportunity now. KU still in the mix for a Big 12 title here, and they could be getting their quarterback back. Do you feel that vibe in new life? You got the bowl game kind of off the chest a little bit, and now it's all house money the rest of the way? Certainly. And, you know, still a chance to finish the regular season with seven or eight wins. You never know. Uh, usually for Kansas, if, if they make it to bowl eligibility, and this is the 13th time all time, it's it's usually toward the end of the regular season. So there's still opportunity here. I think uh, listening to Coach Leipold at the end of yesterday's practice, he was reminding the guys that, hey, you know, we don't want to be complacent and act like, you know, we, we're fat and happy with this sixth win and we got our goalposts torn down and thrown in Potter Lake and had a Saturday we'll never forget for the rest of our lives. We don't want to stop there. We want to keep building upon that and and give them even more memories to cherish and, and get to an even better bowl and, and have an even stronger legacy when it's all said and done. And so, yeah, it's it's house money for sure, but it's definitely not a fat and happy, we've done what we set out to do type thing. I, I think uh, it's going to be challenging these next three games. Texas Tech's fighting for bowl eligibility too these next few weeks. Obviously, Texas has, has looked like a, a better team in the second half of the season. And Kansas State, you know, at times, has looked like one of the top two teams in the conference. And so it's going to be a challenge, no doubt. But I, I think our guys, uh, you know, have a, a renewed energy. Uh, you know, last week there was great practices because they were determined to get that monkey off their back and snap the streak. Now there's this, hey, let's go see how far we could take this thing. And I think that's a, it's a fun state of mind to be in, no doubt. Brian, we know all of the extra benefits that come with being bowl eligible, um, the, the boost in recruiting, the boost in exposure, all of that. But what, what does that mean as far as extra practice time, as far as uh, this team being able to stay together for a longer period of time? I mean, that's got to be uh, an added positive, an added bonus for this program. Yeah, that's huge. You know, and, and for a lot of years, there were, you know, seven or eight Big 12 teams that were getting that extra month, and Kansas was always one of the teams that wasn't. And when you're a have-not, 
and, and you're not getting that extra time to close the gap, and the gap's only widening each December when these other teams with 80% of the league making bowl games are getting more time together, it, it hurts you even more. So, you know, it's not a full month, but uh, depending on when your bowl game is, I guess. But but it is a significant amount of additional time. It definitely helps, especially with uh, – you know, some of the, the new players and the younger players to get those additional reps. And, and for guys that have been having nagging injuries, chance for them to, to be at their healthiest, you know, for the final game of the year. And so we're excited about that aspect of it too. And then as you, you know, inch closer towards signing day, the early signing day, um, it's, you know, a completely different spin when you're talking to these recruits. Hey, yeah, we, we can uh, set up that visit tomorrow. We're actually getting set for our bowl game today, but we'll talk tomorrow <laughs> as opposed to, yeah, our, our calendar is wide open. When do you want us to come? It's it's a different kind of feel for sure. And so we're looking forward to that, looking forward to seeing this staff perhaps capitalize on postseason success even more so than the Mancino era. I think if there was one uh, regret or, or, or disappointment, you know, from the – amazing 0708 stretch that Kansas football had when Todd Reesing and Kerry Meyer and Des Briscoe and all these Jayhawk legends were winning 20 games in a two-year span there wasn't a ton of coaching continuity maybe with with some of what was going on in, in the midst of the program at that time and he didn't capitalize on it with huge recruiting classes it wasn't quite as fruitful of a cash in on your success experience that I think this staff could now make this. And uh, I mean, you know, it's, it's a situation where they're already beating the drum and going across the state and recruiting coach Leipold's going to miss Hawk talk tonight. Cause they're, you know, out talking to a great recruit. And um, it's, it's one of those types of deals where you got to strike while the iron's hot and, and capitalize on what you have going in the present to make sure your future is just as exciting, if not more so. And so that's one area where, we keep comparing, you know, this season to 03 under Mangino, you know, when they went from two wins the first season to bowl eligibility the second. I think that this coaching staff, if they have continuity, and that's something that Travis Goff's working on right now to not only give Leipold what he wants and deserves big picture long term, but also, you know, make sure his assistants and coordinators are taken care of. If they have that type of continuity, the hope is that, you know, this becomes a regular thing around here. And it's not just – you know, two seasons of going to a bowl game in, in back-to-back years, but something that becomes a regular deal and recruiting classes that build off one another. And maybe that's easier to do now in the transfer portal age too because guys seeking instant gratification and instant playing time can hop on a rising program that's that's coming off a bowl game but losing a few starters here or there. Maybe that's an easier sell. I don't know. But I think any Kansas fan that was watching closely late in the Mangino era would tell you that they didn't reap a, a huge harvest on the heels of those 20 wins in two seasons in recruiting like I think this coaching staff might be able to now if they can keep the, the lion's share of the staff together. So that's that's one thing we're already kind of thinking about as you start to turn the page toward the future. But make no mistake, we're also locked in on Texas Tech and, and head to Lubbock this weekend and trying to, to make sure that uh, the sixth win versus Oklahoma State and our first win over a ranked team in 12 years isn't our last win of the regular season. One more on football from us, Brian, before we can switch over to some hoops. Jalen Daniels, Tyson Bean, uh, Jason Bean, sorry, Jason Bean gets the win. Uh, we're we're seeing Daniels. He's there. Is he? Is do you think he's ready? What did you see or what did we hear about his potential status moving forward? 
I think that with every week, he's uh, obviously getting closer, but I think substantially closer. And it's at the point now where, you know, he's going to be available if needed. Whereas I think last week, both Coach Leipold and anybody else around the situation would have been hesitant to have admitted, was he the emergency quarterback? Was was he truly going to be able to get in the game? I, I think if, if Bean would have had a more significant amount of pain. You remember late in the ball game, it was probably 10 minutes to go in the fourth. He took a shot in the midsection on the three-yard line, Bean did, and then went in the medical tent. It was both Daniels and Vasco warming up, but it was Vasco that put his helmet on and was ready to go in until Oklahoma State had that quick scoring drive, and, and suddenly they cut it to a two-score game, and then suddenly Bean's ribs are feeling a lot better. <laughs> and by the way, he, he's, he's good to go. It's, it's not bothered him at all this week, so that was a very short-term thing. The point is, I, I think last week, as good as it was to see Jalen throwing these beautiful 35-yard uh, touchdown pass patterns down the right and left sideline during pregame warm-ups and, and dancing around out there with a smile on his face and all that, it still wasn't where you wanted him to be uh, in terms of uh, you know, taking a hit and, and, and having stability in, in that recovered shoulder injury. And so that's one thing, you know, it's, it's, it's obviously improved dramatically if he can be out there doing a lot of football things, but it also needs to be stable and strong to withstand the rigors of, of you know, the most brutal sport you can play. So um, I think that this week, just in watching you know, the body language and reading between the lines on what's been said, he's definitely a lot closer, but they're still being very careful. And uh, and so is this a week where he goes from third on the depth chart to two? And should Bean go down, he's ready to play, but you're still trying to hold him out if you can? Maybe. I, I really don't know. And they're not going to say officially. That'll truly be one of those things that's monitored throughout the week and, and a decision's made you know, at the end of the week. But he'll absolutely be on the trip to Lubbock. He'll absolutely be in uniform. But I don't know that you pull Jason Bean out right now with uh, the way he looked over the weekend and, and uh, the momentum that you guys picked up versus Oklahoma State. But once Jalen's 100% and they're not worried about structure and stability of the shoulder and all that, it's still his team. I just think right now it's a combination of you've got some momentum. He's probably still not completely where you'd like him to be to where you can definitively say there's going to be a change at the top. Could that happen by Saturday? Absolutely it could. Yeah, I wouldn't rule that out. Uh, could it be a situation where they're both used in some regard? Absolutely. But it would be my expectation as we talk today on Wednesday morning that it's still number nine starting the game, not number six, and that you're a lot closer than you were a week ago, but but they're still putting the kids long-term, you know, big-picture health above any you know short-term reward of rushing him back a week too soon we're talking to brian haney voice of the jayhawks uh brian switching gears to basketball the first regular season game in the books the jayhawks defeat omaha on monday night 89 to 64 man grady dick uh as good as advertised 32 minutes 9 to 13 from the field four six from three finished with 23 points um we talked on this show the last couple of days about uh freshmen that have had a debut for Kansas like Grady Dick. And the list is short, um, but like I said, he's good as advertised. Your takeaways from not only Grady Dick, but just overall what you saw on Monday night. Man, Tommy, I'd say better than advertised because I've been coming on here telling you guys 
hey, he's lighting it up in practice. He's got such a sweet release and stroke and all that. But, you know, he's going to have to adjust to playing defense at the high major level and build self-caliber defense, and there may be some growing pains along the way. And, hey, I, I still believe that. But I've been so impressed with him the last two weeks, uh, these last two games in Allen Fieldhouse, seeing the strides he's making on that end of the floor, the defensive end, because you knew the shot was going to be there. Uh, and Bill Self talked about it last night on Hawk Talk. He said that he challenged Grady early in the preseason and said, do you want to be known as a shooter scorer or do you want to be known as a player? Uh, you know, especially as you think about his future at the next level, do, do you want the book on Grady Dick to be as a scorer or a player? And, and he said player, absolutely. And so we've seen him – take on you know a much more active role defensively and i think his feel for the game on that end uh, and what's expected of a, of a starting kansas basketball player defensively has has really one week to the next I, I think improved significantly on top of what you already knew was a very elite scoring prowess on the other end of the floor we've gushed for a month now about what's special about his mechanics from the quick release to the high release points to the fearlessness with which he shoots it, to the short-term memory if he happens to miss three in a row, which I still haven't seen him do. Uh, the fact that, you know, he, he's just such a, a unique and special shooter. Uh, but now we're seeing the other aspects of his game on display. And, man, he's had some highlight reel rim rock and jams too, including one that our, our photo team did a great job of, of capturing the kind of cock back right-hand hammer look to the, to the dunk attempt. And uh, it's been a blast to call. And, I think that as other freshmen like MJ Rice, who's been dealing with a lower back injury, he's he's kind of been stuck in neutral and, and not able to do as much in practice to watch the rapid ascension of Grady, where I'm not saying the light came on all of a sudden. He's understood all along, you know, what Bill Self was expecting from him, but he's really started to, to you know, hit the fast track of, of progress as a more complete player. And so that's super exciting. And he's got a great attitude. He's coachable. He can take constructive criticism, and, and you use it to get better immediately. He's not one of those guys that comes in and gets coached hard right away and then kind of pouts about it. He's, he's here to be the best player he can be, and that you know, involves improving things that, that uh, you know, if he was a you know, 99th percentile shooter in the country but needed to come along in, in other aspects of his game, he's, he's here at Kansas to be the best he can be in every category. And, and Bill Self and his staff are helping him get there. And I think his humble attitude to take hard coaching early and, and learn from it, grow from it, build off of it, use it as fuel to your fire, has led to one of the more impressive rapid ascensions in a preseason that I've seen a Kansas freshman make. And not every game's going to look like 9 of 13 with 23 points and four threes and two huge dunks and all that. They're going to get tougher. Obviously, next week on Tuesday night in Indianapolis, when you're taking on Duke, it's it's going to have a whole different kind of feel. And there's a lot of other talented NBA prospects out there that you didn't face versus Omaha. But I, I'm here to tell the people of Wichita that one of your proudest sons is doing a great job, and he's making us proud every day with how well he has uh, approached you know, what's been thrown at him and, and the mindset, the, the hard work and everything he's pouring into it. Because now we're starting to see not only the flashes of what you knew was there, but some of the other you know, areas of his game rounding into form too. And it is fair to start talking about, you know, best freshman debuts. And I didn't get to hear y'all's conversation, but I'm sure you were talking about 
Josh Selby, 21 versus USC, including the game winner. Uh, you probably talked about Quentin Grimes, who hit six threes in his rookie debut versus Michigan State in the Champions Classic. Uh, you probably talked about Xavier Henry's 27 versus Hofstra. Uh, but you know, Grady's right there with all of them. I think the only reason why Selby gets self's pick as uh, you know best freshman debut was because it was a, a better opponent and he hit the go-ahead shot with a minute to go. That That's why maybe he gets the best self-era debut of all time. But, but Grady's right there nipping at his heels, man, and that was a lot of fun, a lot of fun on Monday night. Yeah, and, and a quick credit to Sunrise Christian and the – basketball education Grady Dix received over the last couple of years playing at that level. They've been, you know, the top team in the country at times. He He's seen that competition. I think we're seeing it pay off, which is really cool uh, because Luke Barnwell and that crew does such a good job over there at Sunrise. All right, Brian, uh, we've got KU football right here on KFH this weekend. We've got KU basketball coming up uh, tomorrow night and then into the Duke game before we talk to you again. So, Plenty to make our way through. We joked before you came on. It's no longer, thank God, it's basketball season. It's now football and basketball season. It's been a while for that, and we appreciate you coming on with us. Yeah, think about our December conversations now. We're going to have bowl game to preview. Know, right? Breakdown, like better recruiting coverage because they're getting better guys. It's going to be a lot of fun with both sports thriving. So thanks for having me on. Big thanks to the Mattress Hub for making these reports possible every Wednesday. Check them out at mattresshub.com. I'm getting the best sleep of my life, not only because my teams are winning, but because my back feels good. Thanks to the purple mattress I got from the Mattress Hub. So they they can do the same for you. Check them out today, mattresshub.com. Guys, have a wonderful day, and we'll talk to you next week. There goes the voice of the Kansas Jayhawks, Brian Haney. We'll come back. We'll give away some more movie tickets to Black. Panther, Wakanda Forever. Come back with us for that. We'll get you that opportunity, and we'll keep rolling forward on Wednesday edition of Sports Daily. Ninety-seven five, twelve forty, KFH. Tune in to the Retire Hour Show Saturday at seven a.m. on KFH or online at kfhradio.com. Tune in to the Retire Hour Show Saturday at seven a.m. on KFH or online at kfhradio.com. I'm Bob Burke, founder and chairman of Burke America Parts Group, a family of brands that includes RepairClinic.com, an appliance and HVAC parts solution company that's grown into an international brand. Before AmericanEagle.com, we partially launched a new technology platform developed by another firm. American Eagle helped take our technology to a whole new level with digital marketing, software development, and business insights into our key markets, appliances, HVAC, and outdoor power equipment, and did so both on time. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one... They're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? 
Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.